Hello and welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, you will discover how to deeply connect with your audience, what is compelling communication, the biggest mistakes uh, that speakers make, and you will watch yours truly get exposed and coached by Aaron Loman Jack. So today's topic is how to make 10K from any stage, and it's going to be a very interesting conversation. So stay put and invite your friends and send the link to them. And if you're watching or listening, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. Now, most business owners leave a lot of money on the table to the tune of six or seven figures by a lack of follow-up with their prospects and customers. And they start just straight up ignoring their less than their customers while they're out there looking for new customers. So if that's a problem that you might be experiencing or you might be leaving money on the table and you want to change that around and get appointments and referrals from your existing list, uh, type the word appointments and I'm going to send you the step-by-step checklist on how to fix that problem and start bringing customers and getting more business out of your existing list. Now, let me introduce uh, my friend Aaron Loman Jack, and we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation. Aaron is the CEO of Transformational Speakers Agency, Executive Speaking Coach, and TEDx Speaking Coach. This highly sought-after business coach transitioned to opening her own speakers agency and she is the leading authority in assisting purpose-driven entrepreneurs in how to monetize their message, make an impact, influence change, and inspire action in others. Erin's approach to speaking is unique and powerful. She, she, she utilizes the psychology of connection to illustrate how you can unlock any audience's trust and support and report, which leaves them feeling better about themselves and are challenged to adopt your new idea or perspective. Welcome, Erin. Hello. I'm, it's such an honor to be here. It is a pleasure to have you, and I really look forward to our conversation. Erin, uh, where about are you? I live in northern Idaho. I was born about 45 minutes north of where I live now, where my, so I could be close to my mom during COVID. So we're here now. We lived in Seattle for the last 13 years. Nice. And what's the weather like out there right now? It is 75, but this week's supposed to get up to almost 90. So it'll be a little hotter here. Uh, but that's why we have the lake and the rivers and taking my kids down there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Love it. So let's dive into it, shall we? Yeah. So Aaron, what is your story? Yeah. So I know it's never a straight line. I just told you, I lived 45 minutes from here in a small little town, maybe 3000 people in this town. Like it's tiny. So when people notice me in other places in the world, they're like, are you Aaron Loman Jack? I look around like, how do they know who I am? Like, I'm still this small town girl, you know? So I went to school to be a dolphin trainer. That was my first dream job. And I did it. I went down to the Florida Keys and became a dolphin trainer. But while I was there, they said, you know, you don't need your your marine biology degree. You really either need a psych degree or a teaching degree because it's more about training. And I was like, well, I love people and what motivates people and all of that. So I jumped at getting my my undergrad in psychology, went into marrying my husband who was in the Navy down in Key West. And so I started doing my work in marriage and family therapy. I really have always as a child wanted to help the world and to change the world. And so I figured that was a really good place to do that. And 
being that my father died when I was 10, my mom got malignant melanoma, was sentenced to a year to live when I was 15. I went through some tough stuff as a kid. And so I always was at a, in a therapy office. And so for me, I was like, wow, these people are helping people and, and, and in a deep way. And I was like, how do I do that? So I really loved it. But what I'll be honest about is it's not for the faint of heart in the sense that I'm an empath. I feel everybody's stuff. So think about how people come into your office, dump out the deepest, darkest stuff and then leave. They feel great, but you do not. <laughs> so A, that was one. B, I am so results driven. The thing that bothered me in my master's program was these people would come in and they would complain and they wouldn't change. And they're like, well, what did you, did you try something different than we talked about last week? Well, no, I didn't. And I was like, oh, why can't people change? And I was just so frustrated with that. So I was like, you know, in therapy, they say, keep them coming back, keep them coming back. You have, you know, you'll have a steady income. And, and that's just not for me. I am very results driven. So I was like, that's not for me. And so I was still working as a social worker. And I was like, you know, this was a funny excuse. I was like, well, Tony Robbins doesn't have a degree, so I don't need to finish my master's. So I was probably 12 credits shy of my master's when I, when I decided that that's not what I needed. But I went back to coaching. Coaching, I've been coaching high school, volleyball, softball, all the way to college. And I always liked that coaching was finding the things that didn't work and really changing those. And sometimes that little tiny shift could change everything. And so I was like, well, I want to be a coach because people will want to change. And so I hung my hat as a coach way before the industry blew up. And I really was doing really well in business coaching. But there was always something that people kept saying, I want to be on stages. I see you everywhere. You're so good at what you do. How do you do this? And I was like, hmm, there's a need that needs to be filled. So I went and learned from the top in the world, Roger Love, Bo Eason, uh, Brendan Burchard, got on his stage. And I really realized that I could change the world in a bigger way if I can help amazing people like you and me and all the people that are watching this help them change the world in a big way. That's a huge ripple effect. And it's not just my voice and not just my message. And then the other piece of that twofold is when you make people like us really good money, all profits, charities, schools, wells, they're all built because people like us give back. And so I was like, man, it took two of the biggest things that I love doing, making a difference, you know, just changing lives, but then changing lives on the philanthropy side as well. So that's how I got to where I am today. Now for a straight line, I say. Love it. Wow. You shared a lot. Um, you definitely have an interesting background with growing up as a kid with all this stuff that you went through. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So um, what do you do these, these days and who do you serve and how do you serve them? Yeah. Six and seven figure speakers hire me to help them close 30% or more of their room when speaking because most think they need more speaking gigs, but what they really need to do is close more of the rooms they're in for more leverage income and impact. Bottom line, working with me, I can add a hundred thousand dollars to your business by speaking and getting clients and customers. So that's what I help people do. Love it. So how did you end up in the um, in the speaking world? Well, like I said, at first it was just this like inkling that everyone kept asking me, but it was on that drive down to world's greatest speaking training that I heard the big booming voice say, get in your lane. And I literally am looking around like I'm in my lane. There's no one even out here. I'm in the middle of Oregon. And it was like, no, the big booming voice was like, and I, I like, I get downloads like a flip book, kind of like the little cartoon books. Right. And I could see how in my life I've used my voice 
to help those who didn't have a voice. I stood up to people at school. I was the person that I wasn't like in the debate club or acting or any of that, but it was always these subtle things that I would stand up and use my voice to affect change. And so it really became that. But also, you know, the, the entrepreneur part of me was always like, I remember being like five or six. I was just sharing this with my kids the other day. If you take a dandelion strand, like the 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 root or the the stem of the dandelion, and you peel it down and you put it in water, they get really curly and they curl up. I literally used to sell those on the side of the street because I thought it was better than lemonade. <laughs> so there was always this part of me understanding how to monetize everything I do. And, and so in speaking, I think a lot of times people leave a lot of money on the table because they don't have enough um, products or services that they have to offer. And I have 30 streams of income based on my message. So I've really understand the deep ways of getting the most bang for your buck, how to repurpose it and make more money doing it. And in a leveraged capacity as well, because I know just having my mom get sick this last year, I couldn't work for six months. I was literally a nurse and it really put things in perspective that if, if that was to happen again, or if that was my husband or what, heck, heck, if, what if it was me, what would I do and how can I leverage that? So getting really clear on getting some really leveraged um, income in your speaking. And you don't have to go to a million stages if you really close more of the rooms that you are in. Speaking. All right. So uh, I love I love the term leveraged income while you're speaking or in your speaking profession. Wh what do you mean by that? And how would you how does that how does that work? Yeah. So one of the things I'll just show by example, I'm kind of the girl that will do it for you, show it to you and tell you why I did it and how you can do it too. So think about this. I'm speaking on this stage. It's a stage. So I'm speaking on this stage and I'm giving away two weeks free in the transformational speakers community it has seven courses, has a ton of things that I've built over the years. Right now, the leverage is I don't have to deliver over there. Right. But here, and here's the other thing, I'm giving it away for free for anyone who's watching and pay and listening to this, right? So in that, I'm already giving the organization like, wow, this is really valuable. She's really giving this to my audience. Now the audience is happy, the, the organizer is happy, and I am happy. And so now as I get people into that, then there's ways of getting them from a, you know, it's like $67 a month after your two weeks, but it, it goes into if people are more interested in knowing how to do a TED Talk, that's in there, knowing how to land stages, how to write a talk, all how to have an event if you want to have your own stage. But it hosts all of those things in there. And as we go along, we're interviewing the people as they come in and saying, hey, what else do you need? Because we have so many resources and I have other coaches that can coach for me as well. And so that helps me really leverage my own time. But it really has that straight through customer journey for the person on the other end. Like that's the thing I think a lot of times as a business owner, we get so attached to the the whatchamacallit that you're selling, right? Instead of really looking at it from the audience perspective, how can you serve them at the best and highest? And sometimes that's not in a membership. Maybe it's on a higher brand program. And like you do, it's like following up with people and having people that can call and set up appointments and do the things that most of us don't want to do. <laughs> so definitely book some time with that because I'm telling you, if you can have someone else make your sales calls, I mean, there's a lot of coaches and speakers out there they don't want to do that part. They just want to coach and speak. And so you can get other people to help you do that so that you can stay in your genius zones and monetize the things and taking your customers through the journey. Because you wouldn't want 
let's even say Tony Robbins came to Aaron Loman Jack to get help. Um, he probably wouldn't want to start with a membership, right? So there is a process of learning where people are on their journey, and that's about getting to know them, having interviews with them, getting to know where their problems are and what kind of systems and programs would help them. Love it. So um, you talked about um, having a resource, I guess, um, that you have built already, some sort of training where you provide a, a free trial to people where they could access to it for a limited time. And then from there, you would you would reach out and follow up and say, is there anything else I could do for you? Which is basically very aligned with what we do. And uh, love it. Love it. Yeah, and most people speak and then they just, that's it. They just stop there. And it's after you get off stage, there should be follow-up. There should be an email that goes out. You can create templated emails that go out and say, hey, it was so great speaking at blah, 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 fill in the blank. Add something personal to that experience. Oh, it was so great. Mustafa asked me this funny question, right? Or whatever, so that they know that it's not a templated email. But everything else is filled in for your free gift. Go here. If you want more information, go to 10kformanystage.com. That's where people can get a free video of learning how to do this all the time and have a blueprint for it. But you can do things like that to get people to engage with your content, not just that was really great. Thank you for your talk. I'm out, right? It's, it's a longer journey than that. Sure. So, so it's like you engage the audience and and then you walk them through a journey and you bring them onto your site so then you can start serving and supporting them better. Yeah. Love it. Um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that speakers make out there? <laughs> Talking about you. Nobody cares about you, Mr. Speaker, Mrs. Speaker. Nobody cares about you. They care about themselves. And so a lot of people, A, here's two, two ways they're doing it. They're doing it in their application process. Me, me, me. I, 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 this is why I deserve to be on your stage. And as an event producer, that's annoying. <laughs> um, B, then they do it in the room because they just keep that same thing. They go right on stage and say the same thing. I didn't talk about in who I served. I never talked about me <laughs> until then. I said, bottom line, working with me will under, you know, add $100,000 to you. But everything else was about the audience. And that's the secret. Your story needs to be told so well. And here's, here's what we talked about um, a little bit in the, and I'll bring in the communication, the compelling communication. 50% of what the room is taking in while you're speaking is body language. It's nonverbal. And so there could be some big things that you're doing there that's like fidgeting. And it's all because you're trying to self-soothe. If going back to my psychology brain, when we're up there, we're having the fight or flight chemicals rush through our bodies. Some of us are excited. Some of us are scared. It's the same chemical response in your body. You decide what you're feeling. So there's, there's a secret there. Make sure you tell yourself, I'm excited to share my message instead of I'm scared. But all of those things, we can't control that those things are being elicited in our body. But what we can do is we can, A, frame it as excitement, and B, do some things when you first get on the stage that allows the audience to see that you're totally open. And here's how you will know if someone's worked with me. Even if you're standing there with a microphone, how many of you in here have a message you want to create a movement with? And then I'll even switch. And how many are doing that? Great. So what I just did was right here, our main torso is what we want to try to hide when we're usually up there and being nervous and trying to self-soothe and do all these weird things or hold onto the microphone with dear life or hold your papers. Like you can see how blocking all of this is, right? But when you actually go and you show you have nothing to hide, 
open arms, open body language, completely calm. It gives you a few minutes to let those chemicals go through you. Watch, kind of, I always imagine them breathing them out towards my feet and then really taking off with my top. But and the first thing to just acknowledge the audience, have them raise their hand. Here's the deep seated psychology in that one. When you ask everybody to raise their hands, look around, all of a sudden everyone's going, oh, I'm not alone. I might've came here alone, but I'm not alone. I'm in the right room because I belong here. So you created a tribe of people by just having them raise their hands. And you're, you're reminding them of being a child in school when we raised our hands, right? And so it really gets them to go, wow, she really is the leader. We're the tribe. And I can't wait to hear more of what she says. So that's the 50% nonverbal. 30 is tonality. It's your pitch, pace, tone, volume. It's how high or low you go, how much air you use, how loud or how quiet you get, and when to do it that elicits the audience's own neuro, neurotransmitters to be released in their own body. And they're like, wow, she just she's speaking to me. I really resonate with her. Those are the things that happen when you use tonality, and most people are not even doing that. And so we're very monotone and boring each other. 13% storytelling. And that's what we were saying at the beginning, bringing your story about the audience. You know, when I tell my story of my dad's funeral, I tell my story of, I was a little girl standing on stage, my very first speaking engagement, shaking, tears running down my face, that lump in my throat, didn't know if I could do this. I didn't know if I could get through it. And in that moment, when I'm sharing that piece Everybody in the room is finding a way and time that they felt those things, that they experienced that, that they connect with that, because that is a psychology of connection. It's finding how do I relate to the person speaking, because that's all we want as an audience member. And so the storytelling is the biggest piece. And remember, the last 7% is the words. Nobody cares about your script. They care about how you made them feel. And that happens in the first three, not the last one. For sure. Wow, you just shared a lot of uh, nuggets and tips there. So don't talk about you. They they don't care about you. They're not there to hear about you. They're probably there to um, hear about an issue or where maybe get 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 a get a get a, a solution to some of their problems. Yeah. And then uh, I liked about I, I I like what you talked about uh, raising the hands and engaging them physically. Take a look around. So you're not alone. You're part of this team. You do belong here. And uh, and then you talked about uh, uh, being like a child in school and participating and you establishing yourself as the leader with a 50% of the nonverbal communication that you talked about. And then you talked about 30% that would be the tonality and other stuff. And I'm 100% with you. A lot of people don't play with their tonality and makes it very boring <laughs> and the tonality is like a whole art by itself it takes years of practice and you can use it in i guess in sales and speaking and in a lot of different places and you mentioned how uh, 13% is your storytelling and talking about um, you know your challenges what you went through and helping your audience to connect with you about the experiences and, and the rest of it. Love yeah. it. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, think, hold on, with rapport, I think the thing that a lot of people aren't doing is building the rapport. When you, when you share your story and here's the thing, guys, 
someone, you are your clients a couple years ago. So your potential clients are a couple steps behind you. So if you think about the things you were going through before you found the solution that you broke through that, you really want to talk about that. Most of us want to hide and talk about the beautiful thing. Look at my yacht. Look at my boat. Look at my plane, whatever. But that's not relatable to the audience. What's relatable is probably the story that you might be even afraid to share because when you have something that you've lost, I lost $65,000 in an event in 2019, right before COVID. And I literally was on my knees and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I've been putting on events for years. What is happening? And in those moments, I realized when COVID hit and everyone had to pivot, I had already pivoted because it was in October. And I started sharing that story. And that story got me in rooms with Tony Robbins event planners, um, Bo Easton's event planners, like the biggest names. I was in the rooms with their staff talking about what to do with events. And I would have never, but it was because I shared my story of loss that they go, man, she really knows what it takes to what not to do in events and probably knows a lot about what to do in events. And for the last two years, I was hired to do event producing for a lot of people. And so that's where it comes. you got to share the tough stuff because somebody in that audience is in that same place right there. And they're like, please tell me that story. So then that they can say, you are my person, you know, the route to the top of the mountain. I want to go with you. Let's go. A hundred percent. Yeah. If you show up, start selling your yachts and, and your private jet and stuff, people, I mean, well, you'd probably end with that, but you cannot start with, here's my jet, no. right? I guess you got to meet them where they're at. Instead, yeah. I'll be like, look how awesome I am. Look at my private jet. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and, and one thing I really like, you said, you got to share the story that you're most afraid of sharing. That's probably going to help you connect with people the most. Oh, um, yeah. I'm and I have another test. And the test is if yeah. you think it's a stupid, you should definitely share it with people. <laughs> right. That's like that, one of my. That's my. That's like if you th if you th if you think nobody cares about it, you should definitely try sharing that. And then the other test is is if you think this is a brilliant idea, most of the time it's not. <laughs> it's I don't know for me some of what what I was afraid of, what what I thought was stupid, what I thought people would not care about this was actually the stuff that actually worked. So mm -hmm. there is. That's my well, even telling people about being a dolphin trainer. Does it really matter that I was a dolphin trainer? Like if you think about it, like giving people like credibility builder, it's not. But when I was at Bo e with Bo Eason and I asked, he's like, so what's something really cool about you that most people don't know or is something special that most people don't have? I was like, I'm a dolphin trainer, but how does that ever relate to speaking coaching or business coaching? And he was like, do y'all remember that now? Like, will you always remember that that girl over there probably did the dream job of half of us as a child? And I was like, oh, <laughs> got it. Right. So even some things that we don't think are important, it does help other people go, oh, wow, I really connect with dolphins. So I think I'm going to connect with her. It's the thing that our brain wants to do. It wants us to connect. It wants us to figure out how is the person in front of me? How is the person I'm speaking to? How is anybody just related to me in some in some way? And so in that, that's where you find these fun little things that people are like, oh, I just think it's so cool. You were a dolphin trainer. All right, cool. hundred <laughs> percent. And it tells me and probably other people that you care about animals, which yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. Right. You actually so uh, you've got a heart for animals and, and it helps other people who are animal lovers 
to connect with you on that one story alone. Yeah. Which, like, like you said, most people don't, don't, again, they, I, I would think, oh, who cares about me, you know, doing dolphin training? And then you're like, you know, actually a lot of people do. And that, again, that's the stuff that you got to share with people if, you, if you're afraid and the rest of it. So yeah. you talked about, um, we, in, earlier in the show, we talked about compelling communication. What does that mean? And yeah. what does it do? And how does it work? It's using all four of those things, nonverbal communication on purpose. So here's one thing that I would even suggest for you, Mustafa, is eyebrows. Eyebrows are curiosity and it actually shows interest and validation for other people. So say you're on, you, I do this all the time. It's even hard to like think about not doing because I got to go really monotone and not use my eyebrows. Here's where my normal eyebrows sit. So it's just natural. Uh, but when normally during the day, my eyebrows are right here, they're up. And then I use them and they go up even higher, right? Because think of this, when somebody hot walks by, what do you do? Your eyebrows go up. <laughs> you're interested. You're showing interest. You're showing curiosity. Ooh, who's that? Right? And so think about this. If you do that on stage or even on the camera, you're looking at the camera and you use your eyebrows, people feel seen. And it's so small. And most men, when they get passionate, and I'm not saying this is you, but most men, they get really passionate and they get that finger going and their eyebrows look like this. But if you turn this on mute right now, you're going to think I'm angry. But they don't even realize that that's how it's being expressed. So that nonverbal is so important to pay attention to. Watch your own videos. Turn the volume off. See, what do you think about this guy? Does he look confident? Does he feel confident? Does, you know, all of those. What do you think he's saying? Start really looking at it. That's how you break down how good of a speaker you are, is if you go through it and actually watch and watch back, what could I have done different? Oh, I didn't like what I did there. Let me not do that next time. And really start to master this. But that nonverbal, if you can get nonverbal, and if you start working on vocal tonality, and when thinking about this, the simple things, you go up in your tone when you want to talk about something happy and exciting. And when you want something more somber, like my daddy's funeral, I come down into my chest voice. And then if I want to go back up because I'm super excited about dolphin training, I'm up here again, right? When you do that, you're like outdoing most of your competition because only about 10% of us on the planet use tonality on purpose. 10%. So if you want to outdo your competitors, use vocal tonality. And the great thing is in my course, you get a whole course on it, how to use your tone in those kind of ways, how to never lose your voice again. All of those things that I learned from Roger Love, the top celebrity vocal coach in the world. So those, if you mastered those two things, your nonverbal and your tonality, that's 80%, guys. And then if you add like what we said about the story, 13%, the storytelling, when you tell your story that the audience goes, me too. Oh, yeah, I've been there. And let me just tell you, here's the way to do it. Here's the, the secret three things you have to say in your story. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? And what you were experiencing in your physical body? If I say I was so angry, my fist was bald, my chest was tight, man, that vein on my forehead was popping. You know that feeling, even though I don't have a vein on my forehead. <laughs> But you know what that feels like. And so you're like, oh, I remember when I felt that, even if they didn't have the same circumstance. So the brain is looking for that connection. And if you can share, what was I thinking? I was thinking I wasn't good enough. I was feeling not enough. I was feeling unworthy. The majority of the world struggles with feeling not worthy, 
and not lovable and not smart. If you can talk about those things in your story, if they're real to you, you will get most of the audience to go, oh, I've yeah, I've been there sometimes. There's been times mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, God, you're so stupid. <laughs> so those three things, doesn't matter demographics, culture, race, religion, anything. Those are the three human connection points, feelings, thoughts, and experiences in your body, like what things feel like, you know, like you're so, so cold outside that when you do this, it, your nose gets all tight. And, you know, some of us have been in cold weather, like, oh man, I know what that feels like, you know, so that's how you connect across all platforms anywhere is using these three things. Love it. Gang, if you're watching or listening and you have questions about what we're talking about and Aaron and I are talking about making money on stage and talking about speaking and she's sharing her tips and nuggets about that topic. So if you have any questions or comments, feel free to put them in a comment on social and we'll do our best to address it uh, during or after the show here. So here's what I loved about what you said. And you said, watch your video and see what you do on your video how your body language your facial expression your your body your body language and the rest of it and i've done that and i'm like i've done that and i'm like i do that oh my god that is really stupid so i started fixing some stuff that i do unconsciously and then and then so so that was that was that's pretty good coaching for me for myself where i like watch myself without even spending thousands and thousands of dollars it's pretty it's very free to <laughs> watch, watch yourself, yourself right <laughs> and see how you do how you talk you're like i said it with that that tone of voice or even when i listen to myself i'm like i sound like that and here's a here's what i experienced recently aaron and that is i i read the transcription of my talk i'm like there is a bunch of dumb shit that I'm saying in here that I probably <laughs> should not say. And that, that listening to it, I wasn't, I, I couldn't see it as I saw the transcript, actual transcriptions like, holy moly. There's like, and then I'm like, I use this, this word way too often. Right. And I need to like do that. So that was, that's a really good tip there. And you talked about tonality. And how you talk about if you're talking about happy stuff, you got to raise your tone. And if you're talking about the funeral and, you know, going through a tough experience, you should probably use your podcast voice and bring it down to your chest so that you can connect. And that that's an art that I, I'm still working on it. Right. And I guess becoming aware and conscious of your tonality is is is, is something that you got to work on. And you said you, you have said, a yeah. course you included. Yeah. Take your script. Here's the thing. Take your script. And this is what I love to do. I take any sentence. I look at each sentence and I go, okay, if in this sentence, is it a positive or is it a negative? If there's negative things, I'll make sure it goes down. So I, I highlight it in green. So green grass and then up is blue sky. And so then as you practice your speech, because especially when I work with TEDx clients, right? I, they have to memorize it. So they're really standing there. So then they practice it and it becomes muscle memory. That's how I learned to do it. I kept, I do it naturally now, but it took me like literally going through a script and seeing, okay, if I'm talking about this, go up and go down. And so it becomes more muscle memory as you practice it and then you memorize it. And then it becomes a natural part of your everyday communication. hundred percent. 
what I've done in the past is I put an up arrow if I have to go up and a down arrow if I have to go down. And like I do it, I mark it the way I want it. And if I'm going flat, I just put a hyphen. Like I'm just going flat out of here. Flat <laughs> <laughs> <Not> minor. <laughs> it's like I'm just going straight here. And then I'm gonna go up and then I'm gonna go down. And I guess that 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 makes it more interesting because if you're monotone for 20 minutes, people get bored, they phase out, they don't listen to you, and you're just gonna waste your time. They take their phone, on their phone out. Oh, for sure. That's the first thing they'll do. Like, all right, I need to check Facebook. This is more interesting <laughs> than this, than this boring guy that is just blabbing, and I have this, I have no clue what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And then, so here's another thing I love you. You shared that. I just want to reemphasize that. And you talked about going over what you were thinking, your thoughts, how you're feeling, and your physical experience. And that's extremely important when we're trying to connect with people as they're watching or listening and or if they're reading you you could put them in that state put them in that story and in that scenario where they could visualize themselves and when you tell them about the thoughts and the feelings and the physical experience if you say i was going through this and i was really nervous i woke up in the middle of the night and i was sweating and then i couldn't go back to sleep right all of a sudden we're connecting because i'm describing the scene here and then i could say how many have been there? Raise your hand if you've been there. And that's about 99% of the room. Right? And then you could say, take a look around. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Right? So love it. So thoughts, feelings, and the physical experience. Yep. Amazing, amazing. Hmm. Um, Aaron, you talked about the compelling conversion matrix. Mm -hmm. That's a mouthful. What is it? So this is, so you guys will all have access to this, but you can always go check this out because it does have um, it all in a slideshow that you can actually see when you go in there. If you go to 10kfromanystage.com, it's a little video and it's a blueprint of how I make the most money on stages. And we can talk about some of that. But one of the things that I think is the hardest thing for most people is how much can I offer when I'm on stage? So you have to look at it from a different perspective. How long have you been building the no like, the no like and trust, right? And if you're only doing a 20 minute talk, you can't sell an $18,000 package. I don't even care if you're Tony Robbins or Brendan Burchard, it's probably a hard sell, right? You got to build that up. And so what I do is I, I teach people to A, add more time to their talk, however they can. So what I first say is in the in that um, is making sure you can do like a Facebook Live. Say if, if Mustafa was having a real in-person event, we're going to try to get more people to his event. So we're going to do this on, on, on camera and on social media to get more people to the event makes the organizer happy. And it, and it makes sure that the people that want to come or know about who, what's going to be coming up and who's going to be speaking. The second thing is then you can offer them a free webinar. So that's where you're collecting their emails and you can nurture them until the day you get there. But what I like to do is I always like to do a deep dive workshop after my, my talk. So say I have a 20 minute talk, I'll say the next day or that evening, I'm going to do a deep dive workshop where we're really going to actually do some work. I'm going to teach you all about this stuff. But then when we get together, we're actually going to do the work. So you can literally leave with your plan of action for you to make more money when you're speaking on stages. So if I say that, they go, oh, well, I got to watch this webinar. So they go to the webinar and I say, in the webinar, you want to go to that webinar because I'm going to give you a discount rate to that workshop, that deep dive workshop. 
If you don't get it, when I come in person, you'll still be able to buy the deep dive workshop, but you're going to get $20 off. So I usually make that like a $97 offer. So I give it to them for $77 on a webinar. Now, here's how you make money before you leave the house. That. So now all of a sudden you have 20 people take you up on that. You can play for your flight, your food, your, you know, your hotel, whatever that is to get there. You have the money ahead of time because people are pre-buying your tickets to that workshop. Now, the other cool thing is if they couldn't make your talk time. So let's say it's a Thursday and your deep dive is on a Friday. They're like, well, I couldn't make it to our talk, but I can't make Friday. So you might even get people that couldn't even come to see your talk, but watched your webinar and bought a ticket to come. So you're now capturing more of an audience when you go on stage, you want to make sure your, your talk and your solution matches the story that you're telling so that people go, okay, she really knows how to make this work. And so at the end, the offer can be something based upon how long you've been in front of them. If it was just 20 minutes, I can't offer, you know, a really high amount of money, right? But I can do that 97 or that 77 because when I'm in the room, like, okay, it's 97, come to my, my workshop. Now, now I've built up, you know, the hour that they watch the, the webinar, maybe 20 minutes for the, the Facebook Live. Now they've seen me in person for another 20 minutes. Let's add on probably two hours for an event, right? So now we're at like five, six hours, right? Then they come to your deep dive workshop for three to four hours. Now we're at like over 10 hours. So you're over a day. Now you can look at selling your high-end packages, but it was because you built it along the way, people build that up with you that you can actually then sell in a higher package. So on that slide, there's a slide that shows it to you. And it really says how long you're in front of people, like zero to 90 minutes, 90 minutes to a day, or in a day to two days, three days, four days, whatever it is. And it shows based on that, what kind of offers you can actually ask for, because it's building that rapport and it's building the know, like, and trust so that they go, oh, this is a no brainer for me. Seeing me on a Facebook live for 20 minutes and saying, I got an $18,000 offer for you, isn't going to go over well. So you really have to really think about what are you, know, who the audience is and what what time frames you have and how can you maximize how much time you're spending with these people to really make more of that money? Love it. So you basically talked about like a nurturing sequence where you tell them what's going on and then we have a webinar. And then after your talk, you tell them you're going to do a deep dive where you, you share more information and provide more value and you're nurturing these people along the way, establishing yourself as the expert and, you know, and they could see that you, you know, exactly what you're talking about. And then, uh, and then uh, I love that. How do you, how do you get people to opt in to your list while you're on stage? What are some ways that I've we can it. get people? What's that? I've done even today. So I'm, yes, giving, you have. You, so I'm, just right? like, I'm giving you the <laughs> transformational speakers. Um, community, right? That's a free gift. But what I also did was tell you about 10k from any stage.com. You go to 10k from any stage.com. You get a video of me explaining it. You get to see the real life processes, like how many people showed up, how many people opted in, how many people came to the event, how many people came to the, the deep dive and what I sold at those different levels. And I talk about other things I sell along the way. Like I sell little ring lights on your phone because this is a stage two, right? So you have a little ring light that clips on. I sell those, really, I buy them for $4 and I sell them for 20 
because it's a convenience factor. People don't want to have to go and find it on, on Amazon. They want to buy, I've literally been in the airport and people have bought it off my phone. Like, <laughs> um, so like I have things like that because it aligns with what I'm teaching people to do, but also it gathers more money, right? I can give away books. I can resell somebody's book that I, that I buy. You can do a lot of different things. And so in that, 10k from any stage.com they you get to see all the different ways I do that and real numbers and it gives you a blueprint on how to do it for yourself and even what to price it at and all of that so it's all in there and so that's what you do you have something that is your opt-in and I think there's probably been 10,000 people that have gone through that funnel itself it's the video the blueprint and then it offers them to go into the free the community for two weeks for free so awesome. they can get in and see it and go, wow, there's so much value. I want to pay for this because this I, I, I'm never going to get through all seven courses or whatever, all the different things that are in there. What was the website again? 10K? From anystage.com. Oh, 10K from any from any stage. I'm just I'm just checking it right now yeah. as we speak. And that should be what you all stage. have. Something easy. And it has to be something that like it says what you're going to get, right? 10k from any stage.com. It's really obvious what you're going to learn there. And it's something easy for people to type in. It's not Aaron Loman Jet because you can spell Loman a billion times. And that Mustafa Senior's because they probably spell that wrong, right? It's got to be something, a URL that's easy for people that when you're just speaking anytime, you're like, this is the thing to go to. Right. All right. So 10k from any stage.com. And that's simple, like you said, people can remember it and they don't have to worry about um, spelling your name. And then you could provide value by putting some education and training in there and then give them um, your <clears throat> what we call lead magnet so they could opt in into your funnel and be part of your list. One thing that I would I would I would always ask people and I suggest is make sure you're collecting phone numbers on those forms, even as an optional field, because it gives you the ability to now do a follow-up phone call as a, as the guy that does follow-ups uh you need that and if you don't have it you can't do follow-up calls you can't do text messages and the rest of it and that's well another thing i've seen aaron uh, that i kind of enjoy is people say text this number this five digit number and we're going to send you everything that's another one that i like yep. you like or that too the, or the other one you can do is a qr code on your slide and just have them take a picture oh, of yeah. it that's another easy way um, I don't like, cause I, I find that I always try to find the things that won't cost people a lot of money because I don't want them to like be discouraged from it. The text messaging service, you usually have to pay for that. But if you did a QR code, which you can do on any QR code <laughs> for free, create one, put it on your slides because as people are taking pictures of your slides, it's always there. Love it. Love it. That's another smart one. And yeah, people would be concerned about the, the, the long distance charges and whatnot. So a bunch of them would probably not do it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we've already touched on this, um, I believe, but not specifically with this. But what are some of the ways to deeply connect with your audience? I know your story is part of it and the rest of it. But what are do you have any specific tips on that? Well, you should definitely know who your audience is. You shouldn't be speaking to audiences. I'll never forget the one time I, this lady hired me to come speak. I have no idea why I get in there. So how many people in here have a message you want to create a movement with crickets? 
Nobody's hands are all like this. Even some of these people are like this. Yeah, okay, do me. Like, I'm right. Well, is this good? Is, should I be paying attention? Right? And then I was like, how many people are doing social media lives? How many? Tell me, what are your businesses? Because now I'm like confused. I'm like, what? It was a whole room of like painters and plumbers and contractors. And I was like, why did she have me <laughs> speak? Um, and I was like, I immediately was able to shift because I got feedback from them. And I was like, okay, so here could be something that would really help them in this moment. So don't speak to an audience that you are not aligned with. It's so much more difficult. And who wants to get all the people that are like, do me, come on, tell me what you got. Mm -hmm. I, you know, maybe even get my phone out. Mm. Is she done yet? Like, that's what it feels like. And nobody likes that from the front of the room. But it also just, you really need to know the psychology behind your clients. And here is truly what it is. It is going back to when you didn't have the solution and really thinking, what was I thinking? What was I feeling? What was I experiencing? When I tell, you know, when I started really teaching people how to make money, it came from a day that I went and did a talk at Toastmasters. I didn't think that they had a lot of money to spend. So I was like, eh. But the, the biggest thing was I needed money for diapers for my son. Now my son's 14 now, so it's been a long time. But um, at the time I was like, it's okay. I'm going to go sell my course. I got this. And it went and I did it. And I was like, this was so great. Can you come speak to my group? Can you come speak to my group? But nobody bought anything. And I literally went outside, packed up all my stuff and put my head on the steering wheel. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I don't understand. What do they do they want from me? What is it that's not converting? Why is this not sound so amazing? And it's a solution to their problems. They said it was great. Um, what is it? And it was then that I was like, I need to figure out what's wrong with my sales. Um, and so from that, that's really, truly where I started to step in and hire somebody and do those things. But when I tell that story, it's because I know there's a lot of you that have gone and spoken somewhere and didn't make any money and felt so defeated, so embarrassed. And like, why am I doing this? Maybe you should go get a real job. Like, I don't know how many times I said that to myself uh, over these 14 years in business, but it really is the place where when I say that some of you are actually there or some of you have been there. And so I know that because I too was there. So really doing that psychological research, even on yourself, what was it? What was I Googling? What was I searching for? What was I looking for? Using that kind of language back to your to your ideal audience and to your prospects will really help. And it will really help you coming up with products that align with those solutions to those problems. Love it. So you talked about the first thing is knowing your audience. So you can't say go in there and talk. <laughs> <laughs> say stuff to an audience that has is not interested in your stuff right <laughs> like if if people yeah so knowing your audience and, and that could be a simple question of from the host or the people you're talking to is like who who is going to be there <laughs> right <laughs> and, and i've done that i'm like i haven't asked i got in i did my blabbing and they're just like who is this guy when is this over right <laughs> and then so know your audience and then she talked about Doing the self-research, what did I exactly go through step by step? And then what was I thinking? What was I feeling? How was I experiencing? What was my physical experience? And talk about that to your audience to deeply um, connect with them. And then your product would be also a great match. And your offer would be a, the right match for these people that would, again, 
help them fix that fix those problems that you talked about thinking feeling experience even like here's how we're going to this problem this product or offer is going to help you with that yeah very smart very smart love it um so you talked about so we said we're going to talk about share with people on how they can make money uh while speaking before they leave their house mm-hmm. what is uh what is what does that look like yeah so that's in the 10k for any stage which you'll see but that's literally like selling that but so if you can sell your program you sell into your deep dive in that or even sell them a low-hanging offer that can get them you know even a mini course that gets them ahead of time before you go and speak that will get you some cash flow in the door but some of the, like i said the other thing is like little things like a ring light or i remember when brendan burchard was giving away hundred books. And then you could go to world's greatest speaking for free or something. So I bought a hundred of his books and I literally, every place I went to speak, I would do a raffle drawing for it. Now here's another secret on how to add more people to your email list. And you can say this. So I take the book up front and I'll just grab, there's a book right here since I'm just studying this. So I have this book who in here would like to, I'm going to raffle off this book. So I do that and I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to pass around the bowl or whatever. And everyone that gets that puts their their card in here because you don't want to not be able to read their information because if you have them write it down, you're just never going to read it. So have them put their business cards in. And then what you say is everyone that's here today will also get my slides. We'll also get everything sent to you as soon as we're done here. I'll send you an email this afternoon or this this evening. And so you'll not only you, you know win this, but you'll get all of that. Now, if you don't want to be added to my email list, just bend the top of your card. No, no, no shame in the game. Like I am totally open for that. I just want to make sure you have everything you need after hearing me and and all of that. Now that's also helping with the anti-spam laws. Like it's kind of, you know, and I will tell you in 14 years, no one's ever bent their card. And you wouldn't think that. And I say, and I always make a joke, but you know, if you don't like my great stuff, always feel free to unsubscribe. It's cool. I'm not going to get hurt. My feelings aren't going to get hurt from it. It's okay. And so you say that and they go, wow, I like her because I feel safer now that she's even given me an out clause, right? So then we make sure we follow up with those people and do that. But what I also will do, here's the other secret. I might be giving away the book and I might look at Mustafa's, the organizer, like, hey, Mustafa, do you think we can give away one of my tickets to my event? It's like, sure. I was like, so I'm doing an event tomorrow. You guys can buy tickets for my table because I'm not allowed to sell from the front of the room. Okay, I want you to hear this. So I'm not selling because I'm giving it away or, hey, as a door prize, do you guys have door prizes? I'd happily give a couple of these tickets away. So I say, Mustafa's coming. And so he's the leader of this group and everyone wants to go where Mustafa's going because he is the leader and they like him, right? So they trust that if he's going, they could go. They should go too, right? So A, psychologically, you're getting their, their approval to come and, and using the third-party validation of Mustafa to actually come. But what I also will say is, and any, and here's what I also do is align with the, the organizer. What are they selling? So if anybody books a call today, puts in that, what did you say? Put an appointment into the, the chat to set up a call with you. What I will do is give away. And then, so you can give away your, your thing for your deep dive workshop. Now I'm using these things so you can see what really happens. They're happy. Mustafa's getting now his, his package value is way more than it was before we started. And the reason usually you can't sell from the front of the room is because it's in a direct competition with the organizer, but now it's in alignment with the organizer and it's giving them more. So it's, I'm not taking away money from him. I'm actually adding more people that might want to join and even get the, the workshop for free. 
but you're still getting them in your room too, right? So that's how you really think about other ways that you can bring in and make money during your talk in that 20 minutes. And so I literally have gotten 20 to 30 more people to come to the, the workshop, even in the ones that got it for free and the organizer gets it for free. Just add all the value up front. The other thing is I've always asked an organizer, do you have a location locally that we could do the deep dive workshop at? A lot of times they do. They, if they're putting on events, they usually have an event space of some sort or some ideas because it is hard to think, okay, if I'm going to Phoenix, Arizona, what, what, where would I find a place to, to meet people? But a lot of the people will have connections. And so you can ask them and sometimes it's for free. So it's even a better, it's a win, win, win all the way around. And everybody's happy because Mustafa sold more, more people are coming to the thing. So I'm happy and I can sell more, but everyone just feels like the reciprocity of gratitude and just that people are just giving people. So it's great. Love it. I love the idea of uh, giving away stuff uh, um, before the event. So they engage with you and your talk before maybe a mini course and whatnot, which, which it, it could even be a, a free offer with a, with an upsell on the thank you page or later in the funnel. Yep. And give one away and doing a raffle draw for a book or for a uh, event ticket for a prize of some sort. And so we talked about so far for list building, we talked about the QR code. We talked about sharing your slides, sharing a book, giving away uh, 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 tickets to an event. You could have been probably give away uh, one of your one of your workshops, like online things that you have. Like I'm going to give away this thing. It's a two, three, one thousand, five thousand dollar value. I'm going to give away one to the first person enter to draw now. And now you're driving more engagement. And now you're a lot cooler than the blabber, the monotone blabber that showed up and just bored me to death. And talked all about themselves. <laughs> yeah. like, how awesome I am. Even President Blah Blah said how I, I'm so awesome. You could see it here in writing and here's his signature. Like, I don't care who said yeah. you're awesome, right? Um, so the, your gift there was the two weeks trial to uh, your transformational speaker community. Could you just give me the 30, yeah. 30 second rundown on what's included? And, There's seven and, uh, courses there. in there. The courses are Transformational Speakers Academy, The Red Dot Secret, all about how to land and do your talk from idea to ovation and how to make it go viral. It has How Never to Lose Your Voice Again. It has How to Do Events. I have over two events in there on that. I have another event that I taught in Palm Springs, the one I lost a lot of money, but that was an event producer problem, not <laughs> anything else. Uh, and then there's like my summit in there where I have over 60 some speakers who all talk about speaking in some capacity and how to maximize that. So you have so many opportunities in there to really, like if this is one of the things that you're doing and building this part of your business, you're gonna have everything that you need inside of there. And it's really intense. And so you wanna just go through that and say, okay, where am I? Do I want to host my own event? Do I want to just learn how to speak? Do I want to land a TED Talk? It's all included in there. Love it. There's a lot of value in there. And what it was really stood out to me was the event that actually cost you, what, 6,200 grand back in yeah. 2019. And so yep. that's in there with seven courses, gang. If you want to work on your speaking uh, uh, business and your, you know, sharpen your speaking skills and the rest of it, tap in this is a two weeks trial 
so uh, do they? So 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 what I saw on the page was they sign up and they get 14 days for free, and then they, their credit card gets charged. Yep. Right. And I'm guessing they would have a chance to cancel if they don't want to go ahead with that. Yep. Okay. It's Does all... your system notify them if uh, before the charge goes through yep. in the 14 days? Yep. Okay. So there's no risk there, gang. Uh, if you if you didn't like it, if you absolutely hated it and it was a waste of your time, you could just say, Aaron, I'm out. This is not going to work for me. Yep. Peace out. Right. <laughs> no hurt feelings. Uh, all right. So, um, Aaron, can I ask you a couple of um, personal questions? Yeah. What's a new thing that you have tried recently? NLP and NLP. Uh, hypnosis training. So I just got certified. I'm about to go get my master's and then get my certification as a trainer of it as well. So that's been really awesome. Love it. For people that don't know what NLP stands for, could you give us quickly what yes. that is? neuro-linguistic programming. It's literally how do you talk to your unconscious mind? So we've done breakthrough works. We released a lot of negative emotions. I released a lot of limiting beliefs. You know, there's parts of you that are like, oh, part of me does this and a part of me feels this. Learning how to integrate those and bring them in because usually it's for the best and the highest that just we've never really experienced it and known that that's what it's for. And so really giving that um, value. And I'll tell you, man, some of the stuff that we removed from my past and even genealogically passed down it doesn't even have to be in your lifetime. It can even be before that or past lives if you believe in that. But it really can clear all that stuff out. And so that's what I love about it because it's deeply speaking to the unconscious mind, all those limiting beliefs that come up. We just eradicate them. Love it. Love it. Love it. Like NLP is really powerful. I, I've tapped into it and briefly touched it back in 2007 or eight, but I haven't, uh, I have, I, 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 it sounds like I need to do a deep dive on that and learn. Yeah. Um, I, especially with our business, with uh, the calls and stuff that we oh, do. Yeah probably going to be it's really great for sales you get scripts i mean you literally have i mean this is i leave with books right like so like we you literally get to learn it practice it and do it and i realize there's a lot of things i do naturally and people always said oh you do not nlp already and i was like i don't know what that means um but it's just really a way of listening so that you really can elicit from the customer what they really want by just listening to the language that they choose so that when you deliver it back, you deliver it back with their language and they're like, wow, we're so aligned. Duh. So they buy. So it really helps with conversions. Love it. What are your top two favorite books of all time? I would say the four agreements was one of my favorite books of all time. And I would say my other favorite book of all time would probably be uh, the one by Richard Bach. It really helped me a lot. Um, and I mean, since then we've read so many, but um, those, because I, I read, started reading personal development when I was like in high school. <laughs> Good stuff. What's one advice that ma made a massive impact in your life or business? Mm. <laughs> Don't sweat the small stuff and everything small. <laughs> um, it was interesting. This was a conversation I had with a client of mine. And we were actually talking about like our, like how she had left such a long marriage. I've been married 15 years and she was, she just had her like 30 year anniversary. I was like, what does it take? And, and she said, you know, if, you know, when you think about the list of what you're, you're attracting, what you want. Right. And then they like leave, here's me. I leave cabinets open. Sometimes I leave lids, not fully closed the cabinets, drawers open. Like 
I'm running so fast sometimes, like some of these things fall apart. And so when my husband gets mad at me, when he like takes the milk and shakes it and all the milk goes everywhere, he, he looks at me and he's, I said, you didn't put it on the list, honey. You got a lot of great things, but he didn't put that one on the list. And we joke and laugh about it now. And so I would say that's probably one of my favorite uh, techniques that really just adds more humor to the things that annoy us about our spouses. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Aaron, if you had a Facebook or a Google ad where everyone around the world with access to internet could see, what would your message be for the people of Earth? I would say that you have to go back to the deep remembering. I think that's what a lot of the NLP and hypnosis has helped me do. Go back to the powerful soul that I am on this planet and delivering this message to the world. And a lot of times all of the chaos, all the things that don't work or the things that come up, like we get so stuck in the, in that kind of stuff. And to just really expand and go, no, look at the difference you're making on the world and the planet and leaving a legacy of that. All of us have a story to share with someone to, to help them not go through something we went through. And so it's really about being from that place and being of service and like I always say, the last piece of advice is you cannot be a lighthouse to the world if you can't keep your own lights on. You need to know how to get paid to do what you're doing to sustain the message. Fantastic. Fantastic. Aaron, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you for sharing everything and all the wisdom and all the nuggets. Gang, if you want to work on your speaking and sharpen your speaking skills, and more, reach out to Aaron. The link is in, in the comments and in the descriptions of the show. You can, what was that website again? The 10K from anywhere? Any, so 10K from any stage.com. 10K from any stage.com. You can uh, find her, and I'm sure you can find her on Facebook and LinkedIn and, uh, and the rest of it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, have yourself a great week. You've been listening and watching Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and we will see you on our next episode. Have a great day.